11.15 on this Monday edition. As I said earlier, we uh, this is going to be a week filled with interviews of top leaders in the state of Wisconsin. And on the legal side of things, our Attorney General Josh Call joins us on the Tri-County Contracting Hotline. Good morning. Good morning, Steve. Hi. Josh Call joining us, Carol Kane and Steve on this Monday. So let's get to, to a question. Okay. I, I, I admit that you're probably not going to answer this question, but I, I at least want to ask you it. We know that you can't comment on any current investigations. But can you answer me this question on the subject of election integrity, which I know you're very passionate about, and I have a lot of questions on that. The subject of the fake electors. What should Wisconsin residents be thinking about that story as we've seen other states across the country, certainly some other indictments, other cases against the, the former president, we see them being prosecuted for taking part in what some states say is fraud or illegal activity, What's the expectation for Wisconsin residents that we could see something like that in Wisconsin? Well, I can say a couple of things. First, we take the protection of our democracy and the integrity of our elections incredibly seriously at the Department of Justice. And, you know, we have been involved in a number of different um, legal fights regarding our elections, including defending the results of the the 2020 presidential election. Um, Currently, we're involved in litigation litigation. regarding the administrator of the election commission. And secondly, I, I think that anybody who committed a crime with a goal of overturning the results of an election uh, should be held accountable. Um, so I can speak to those general principles, but um, we don't uh, confirm or deny the existence of ongoing investigations in most circumstances, both because that's important to protect due process and to protect the integrity of, of any investigations that, that do happen. So that's as much as I can say at this point. You talked uh, recently about restoring voter confidence in 2024. Well, here we are the last few days of 2023. How would you do that? How would you accomplish that? Well, first, I think it's important to get the truth out there. You know, there's been a lot of uh, discussion, uh, including in some assembly hearings of conspiracy theories and baseless attacks on the integrity of our elections. And the reality is that we have, Uh, safe, secure, free, and fair elections in Wisconsin. And they've been tested over and over again. You know, following the 2016 presidential election, we had a a statewide recount that confirmed the results of the election. In 2020, we had recounts of our two largest counties, as well as uh, several court cases filed. And consistently, what what that has shown is that the results of our elections are, are accurate and that our system works. Getting that message out and ensuring voters that if there is Uh, Any effort to interfere with the voting process, whether that's through voter intimidation or fraud, that that's going to be taken incredibly seriously. Um, Those are the steps I think we need to to restore confidence. And then just calling out the big lie and bad faith efforts like this attack on our our election commission administrator uh, when they do arise. In the in the time since the election of 2020, have you or your other direct agents of your office received threats related to the election in 2020? Well, we don't generally comment uh, on security issues relating to the Department of Justice. What what I can say more broadly is that it's obviously been a very challenging time for the folks who are on the front lines working on elections. Um, You know, there has been um, uh, an exodus of a lot of people from work uh, doing election administration, and that's got to stop. It it is unacceptable to be threatening anybody for their their government service in, in any capacity, and that certainly includes our, our elections. Um, these are folks who are hardworking, who care about ensuring that our democracy continues to function effectively. And one thing we're going to do, as we do it, uh, before all major elections, is work with 
local law enforcement and prosecutors and the election commission to ensure that people have the resources they need to act if there are criminal threats or, or other efforts to interfere with the election process. Wisconsin's Attorney General Josh Call joining us on WTMJ. Now, uh, one of the reasons I wanted to have elected leadership on the uh, the, the show and the station this week is because we are coming to the end of 2023. So I'm going to ask you a couple questions. Carol Kane's going to also uh, ask you a few questions related to 2023 and 2024. First question, the accomplishment of your office, the biggest accomplishment in 2023 of your office, the one you're most proud of. Well, you know, there's a lot of critical work we do. I'll, I'll highlight one area where there's been a major change, which is on reproductive freedom. You know, when the U.S. Supreme Court overruled Roe versus Wade, uh, a lot of people thought that Wisconsin was one of the states with uh, where, where abortion was broadly banned. And for over a year, uh, access to safe and legal abortion was essentially unavailable in, in Wisconsin. We have seen how that plays out in states, in, in Texas recently, for example, with Kate Cox, despite having a, a non-viable pregnancy, being unable to get the reproductive health care that she needed, and, and their attorney general being the one to fight to prevent her from getting access to that health care. We took a very different approach in Wisconsin. I, four days after Roe was overturned, I announced that we were filing suit to block the 1849 law from being enforced in cases of, of involving abortions. And we've now secured a circuit court judgment declaring that that law does not apply to to abortions. And we have succeeded so far in restoring uh, access to safe and legal abortion in Wisconsin. Now, that legal fight is going to go on, but I am optimistic that um, we are going to successfully and for the long term restore reproductive freedom in Wisconsin. What are we going to do about this fentanyl problem that we've been uh, facing and seeing out there? I mean, it's... It's it's such a dangerous drug, and people are really getting addicted to it. What 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 can we do? First, you're you're right. It's it's a major challenge. It's driving the overdose deaths that we're seeing. Um, I actually uh, just this morning was at a, a roundtable where we were discussing some of the opioid settlement funds that we've helped to secure. Uh, we've, we've through our efforts and the efforts of counties and local governments secured over seven hundred forty million dollars. That's going to go to fight. The epidemic, and we heard from folks on the front lines about what they're seeing and how some of those funds are being used. Um, one thing that's critical is that we continue working to dismantle drug trafficking networks. Um, the more that we can slow the supply of drugs to our community, the, the safer our communities will be. It's also important that we make sure that people are aware of how dangerous and toxic the drug supply out there is right now. Fentanyl is prevalent in so many different things. Uh, and that's causing overdose deaths. So one of the things that was discussed today was was the use of fentanyl test strips. Um, those can help detect the presence of fentanyl and hopefully save somebody's life. Uh, we've also talked about the importance of getting Narcan out there. Um, but educating people about the dangers of substance use disorder uh, and then providing treatment and recovery options for folks who are struggling, those are all key parts to this. But we've got to take a holistic approach, and we need to continue to get resources to communities, because this is impacting people throughout the country. Uh, and the more that we can intervene and prevent substance use disorder, the more lives that we can save. On the prevention side, bringing drugs into the country, there are certainly political implications to decisions made on the border. Do you take a side on this issue, like uh, as far as limiting and trying to control the border policy of the southern United States, or really any border of the United States, when it comes to the 
the control and limiting of fentanyl coming into our country? Well, I think we've got to take an all-hands-on-deck approach. You know, I, I spent part of my career as a federal prosecutor in, in Baltimore, and I was in the narcotics section. And, you know, I, I saw in the cases that I prosecuted some of the different ways that, that drugs get into the country. And while some come across the border, they also come into the country uh, on ships and through tunnels and in other ways through the mail. Uh, we need to make sure that we are both uh, preventing drugs from coming in in all these different ways, uh, but then targeting the, the large-scale traffickers who are responsible. Because when we can dismantle those networks, that's how I think we can have a big impact on the supply. Um, the more that we can do that and invest in, in those sorts of efforts and hold accountable the people responsible, the, the less likely it is that they will be sending those incredibly dangerous drugs to our communities. We talk about the fentanyl, fentanyl issue in this state and in this country. Uh, what are the other big challenges for your office or this state in 2024? Well, uh, first, public safety is always our, our top priority at the department. Uh, the, the drug epidemic is a big part of that, um, but also working to uh, invest in public safety. There's been some positive investments made through uh, through the budget process, but we've got a lot more investments to make in things like community policing and officer recruitment and retention uh, and programs that respond to folks who are, are in crisis, um, working to prevent gun violence through common sense steps like our proposal to ensure that people who commit domestic violence and then are convicted of disorderly conduct are pre prevented from possessing a firearm is key. Uh, and one thing I want to highlight is the important work that our Office of School Safety has done. It has received thousands of contacts from schools around the state. Uh, and, and what it does is it takes that information and ensures that an effective response happens. And we've had interventions in a wide variety of different types of cases. We've been able to allot uh, federal COVID relief funding to continue the operations of that office through the end of 2024. Um, but to keep that office going beyond that, we need the legislature to step up in the current legislative session to uh, hopefully provide long-term funding, but at the very least to ensure that that office can continue operating through the next state budget. Okay, so now we're going to end on a little lighter note, okay? I want to know what it is exactly. What do you really, really want for Christmas? <laughs> Uh, well, you know, I can tell you that um, my my kids are in fourth and first grade, so uh, Christmas presents is a hot topic of conversation in our household. Uh, they got a Nintendo Switch last Christmas, and I think they want to uh, to get some upgrades this year. Uh, I think it's looking good for them. Um, you know, as a dad, I'm I'm happy that they're getting the presents they want, but uh, for me, it's it's boring stuff like you know, uh, like a like like a new te like a new shirt for work, that sort of thing. Well, you got to dress up a lot, so that makes sense. Uh, Steve, all he wants is a Menards gift card. <laughs> right, because I like that kind of stuff. <laughs> it doesn't have to be big. Uh, Attorney General Josh Call, we, we wanted to have some fun with you as well. So happy holidays. I appreciate you taking the time. Um, there's a lot in, that, in your job, and I look forward to talking to you again in 2024. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Absolutely. Attorney General Josh Call, State of Wisconsin. Uh, as, as I said earlier, we're going to have a lot of the, the leadership in the state Governor Tony Evers is scheduled to join us at some point. Still haven't nailed down the time. So if you're in the uh, the governor's office, sure. still waiting for that confirmation. Uh, Assembly Speaker Robin Voss, Republican. I well, call him the most important person.
person in the state when it comes to politics. He'll join us on Friday at 10.07. Well, I mean, this is going to be such a hot year. You have to talk to these people. You have to. I just want to get a sense of where they're at. That's why we're we're asking the challenges for 2024 and what they think. Each individual we had Mayor Johnson on earlier, the successes for 2023. And there were some. But there are significant challenges ahead. And that's kind of the theme of the week beyond the fact that we're still talking about Christmas. Right.